but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. All right, everyone, and welcome to Safe Place for Men. All right, this is your male survivor resiliency and leadership and development coach, Thomas Edward, coming to you from Sacramento, California. All right, so have you ever been arrested, detained, or detained? All right, we'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> later. All right, guys, happy Thursday today. So I hope that your day is starting out great. And if not, hopefully by the time we finish this podcast, it'll be a little bit uh, better. And uh, so I can tell that I'm starting to get into, you know, when I used to be in the corporate world, where we start breaking stuff down into like acronyms. Like, so now people, when they ask me, instead of just saying, oh, safe place for men, I say SPM4, right? <laughs> so I'm starting to, I'm going to say abbreviate uh, things, which I guess that isn't, that isn't too bad. All right. So kudos to whoever it is that won the, what was it? The Powerball. I think the, the mega million is still going. Or did somebody win that way? Anyway, hey, so if you're out there, congratulations to someone out there in Maryland. That's great. And, and hey, if you're listening and you're the one who won, hey, remember, we want to build this male survivor retreat. So if, if you want to donate some this way, feel free, feel free to do it. Oh, all right, everyone. So I hope this new year is really starting out uh, well, you know, for you. I know for a lot of us, uh, we're just trying to figure out, you know, the whole thing with the, with the vaccine. And, and I even shared or talked with some of you guys, you know, on uh, Facebook. And I asked you the question is like, OK, so if we had an opportunity to actually do a in-person um, meeting this year, and I hope we are or can, um, how would you feel if either we require the participants that they be vaccinated or, you know, or not or tested. And so you guys kind of came back and, and you let me know that he was like, well, everyone may not, you know, whatever believe in, in the vaccination or think about it. So um, it would be best is just have everyone that's coming. First of all, make sure that they take, you know, the whatever COVID test, so many days before, I think it's three days is the one that they have for. And if they're going to show up, they need to be negative. And um, if they are not vaccinated, then they just need to sign a waiver. So, you know, if they do, um, whatever, catch it or whatever, that they're um, saying that pretty much they're taking responsibility. So they're not going to be out, whatever, suing other people and stuff. Because it's like when we come to the like coaching workshops and stuff, you're here for three days, right? And so we're all, of course, in the same uh, proximity, same rooms and stuff for those for those three days. So uh, it's called Safe Place, right? So I just want to make sure that everyone feels uh, safe. So thank you for chiming in on that one. I think that'll probably, you know, be the best uh, direction, you know, for us. We'll, we'll see. I'll um, put a little bit more out there and see if there's other feedback, but that seems pretty much to be uh, kind of the main one that people are saying they think would actually work the best. So we can actually do that. So, yeah, so I'm looking somewhere, hopefully um, around maybe the August time frame, or maybe even 
before we'll see what comes up. All right, shout out, of course, to we've got some other places that are living listening here in the United States. Of course, North Carolina, you guys are peaking up quite a bit there. And, of course, we've actually done quite a few um, workshops in North Carolina, especially in the Chapel, Chapel Hill area. So thank you guys for continuing to uh, listen to the podcast. And like I said, you know, France, France's numbers are starting to come up that's great and then of course last week we uh the czech republic uh so that was the first time we had um, individuals from the czech republic actually listening to the podcast all right so i asked you have you ever been arrested or detained okay you're like oh where's where's this podcast going for today uh yes or no well if it's yes then I want you to just remember your first, I'm going to say, arrest or detainment. I want you to think about what was it like, okay? What was it like? Okay, now I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to share a little story kind of kind of about me because that's the reason I asked this question. So um, I was normally what we would call kind of the quiet type of kid because uh, I had what was known as an aversion to trouble. Right? I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't like to get in trouble, right? Because you didn't like to whatever have that switch, whatever on your uh, your hiney. I mean, I remember, you know, my mom. Ugh, I have to give it to her. You know, at eighty nine, when she was uh, <laughs> younger, <clears throat> and even though I always had it, I was had at a later age. I came like fifteen, sixteen years later than my other siblings. But I just remember my mom. She was so clever, right? And so, you know, if you get, if you did something, you got in trouble. And uh, at 40 something, she's like, I'm not going to be running around the house at you. And so she'd wait till you go to bed, and you go to sleep. And you think that, oh, you know, she forgot about it. Right. And so she'd come in, then she pulled the covers off. Right. And then she used that switch. And you're already in shock. Right. Because you're waking up for sleeping. <laughs> and she's speaking with the switch. And uh, and she's like, uh-huh. You thought I forgot. And uh, but she wasn't going to be chasing you around the, around the around the house because she didn't like chasing uh, after you. So she had her little she would wait till you thought that you forgot about it. And then she'd come in. Yeah, you're clever, mom. But anyway, so I had an aversion to trouble. And just like today, though, I tell you, one of the reasons I had trouble is because, you know, where I lived in the environment, you did not want to end up black behind bars, especially in in these places. Still, some of that stuff, you know, continues today. So it was Christmas break and the college campus was pretty much a dead zone. There was about a foot of snow. You know, the trees were covered with ice and snow. And so except, though, there was a dead zone, but except there were a few of us, pretty much we just didn't have the, the financial means, the financial funds to fly back home. So so we remained. So one night we had a, a little party. I would say it was a little party of five. Now me, okay, I'm usually the tea toddler. Okay, so I mean tea, I love drinking tea and stuff like that. So I usually don't imbibe. But this particular night, I succumbed to a little pressure, a little peer pressure. And, of course, I found myself indulging not in my usual virgin pina coladas, but coladas with, I think it was either Bark, was it Barcotti? Uh, oh, it was Captain Morgan's, Captain Morgan's Spiced Rump, okay? And so before I know it, right, I find myself outside in a winter wonderland, dressed up in a ninja outfit, 
with some friends and we're walking around trying to find a Christmas tree that we're going to cut down and bring it back to the dorm rooms. Okay. So imagine a couple of guys spiced out walking down by the Creek with a saw. Okay. You know, like a saw and a pair of bolt cutters to, to cut down, to cut down a tree. Okay. Yeah. Totally stupid. Right now. But what we didn't know was that there had been, I'm going to say a string of car break-ins in the area. And so the police, when they picked us up, they picked us up because someone reported a couple of suspicious guys walking across the white snow field from the dorms. Okay, let's not even talk about how that would seem suspicious. Okay, like I said, it was one of those areas. So there we are handcuffed in the back of the police car, and we were freaked. Okay, we were freaked. I mean, mentally frozen in time. And so our undeveloped, youthful brains had never experienced anything like that. Okay, so mentally we were arrested. Mentally we were stopped. Mentally we were detained. Okay, now what was going on in, in my mind, okay, as I'm in this, I'm going to say, mentally arrested state was my father's words. They were just stuck in my head. And that was this. If you find yourself in the police station for doing stupid stuff, don't call me. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking, oh, no, we're not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here because, you know, he says, you know, what? if you're there for stupid stuff, then don't call me. Okay. That's on you. And then the other guy who was there, what was ruminating for him, because he was even saying this, you know, over and over again. He's like, how am I going to, how am I going to tell my father who was a senator He's like that I was arrested for thinking about cutting down a tree. Okay. So what they did was they let us sit behind bars for a couple of hours and there were no charges. I mean, one, we never got to the deed of even cutting down a tree. Um, and we didn't fit the description of the, of the, the people who were breaking into cars and they knew we had been drinking a, a, a little bit. And, and so they wanted to give us a scare. You know, that's kind of how campus police, whatever works. And it worked. Okay. It worked. Okay, so why share that story? Okay, you get to know a little bit more about me, right? Uh, you know, millions of men are prisoners, I'm going to say, to their childhood, adolescent sexual abuse. Okay, and so various parts of their stage of human development are arrested, detained. In other words, they've been stunted. They're in that. Remember we talked about CBTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder? Okay, so they're stuck in those stages of human development. They're arrested. And oftentimes they have no idea. And so think about that. They're walking around with some of the most common developmental arrested stages. And so they're experiencing, I'm going to say, a, a diminishment or a total lack. Okay, I'm going to say of those key features that we consider healthy, being part of being a healthy human being. And often many of them are steeped in what we had talked about last week when we we're talking about the four F's. Okay, so I'm just going to list a couple um, of some of these developmental uh, arrests that actually take place when we're talking about this. And you can see if maybe these are some that are actually on your list for me list or maybe you're challenged with some of these things. Self-acceptance. Okay. Self-acceptance is really big when we're talking about being in developmentally arrest stages. Um, 
a clear sense of identity. Okay, how many of us have, you know, the sexual abuse? Uh, oh, we, we really have a hard time trying to figure out our, our identity. Self-compassion, um, self-protection. Maybe it's difficult, and protection from the perspective of it's just difficult for us to actually create, I'm going to say, safe boundaries, healthy boundaries. We often find ourselves enmeshed, okay? And that's really important. Um, the ability, I'm going to say, to draw comfort from relationship, okay? To really be able to set in those relationships and to be to be comfortable with them. Um, just the actual ability to to relax. I mean, some of us, we're, we're just crawling around in, in our skin and we're just not able to relax. Capacity for self-expression, okay? We're even afraid to express who we are, and so we become the people pleasers because that's one of the areas when we're talking about that have been arrested developmentally. Um, motivation and willpower, okay? And that runs. That can run into different things, um, Peace of mind, okay, how many, when you think about it, you have peace of mind. Self-care, okay, now I know that's a big one for a, a lot of us, you know, even for me, I mean, after years of doing this, still self-care is, is one of the things when we're talking about that's, that's very difficult to do. How about the belief that life is actually a gift, okay? Just that, that view, that outlook of life. What about self-confidence, okay? And what about self-esteem? Those are a few when we're talking about arrested developmental stages, okay, which are normal stages that every individual should have an opportunity to go through to experience. But what happens is because of the sexual abuse, for many of us, those developmental stages are arrested, okay? So you're stopped in that area, and so you never really understand how to develop self-identity, or you're stuck, and so you really have an issue with building, I'm going to say, self-confidence, or you're stuck in that developmental stage, and so you don't know how to express yourself, okay? So that capacity is there. When we're talking about healing from the sexual abuse, we've already seen that CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, is complex. But, you know, I'm going to share with you one of the things, though, that I've seen that it really isn't healthy. I've seen um, numerous survivors that they buy into what's known as, I call it, the one-dimensional approach to, their, to working with their sexual trauma. And that just simply says that there's, there's one bill, there's one mod modality, kind of the, the cure-all, okay, the one thing, okay, that's going to take care of all their issues. And honestly, I'm going to, I would say rarely, but I don't think I've ever encountered any singular approaches that were able to address all the levels of wounding that actually compose or are components of complex post-traumatic stress disorder, especially when we're talking about dealing with, you know, those arrested developmental stages. Now, what I have seen is that um, when we're just talking about, I'm saying those simplistic one approach cure-alls, if people call them, what happens is they often just leave survivors stranded in toxic shame, okay? toxic shame, toxic guilt when they don't achieve, I'm going to say, the touted results. Okay, 
Now, I hope you understand a little bit when I'm talking about uh, that arrest development stage. Is no one, I'm not talking, somebody, somebody, you're probably thinking, like, wait, is he talking about, you know, that, that group, you know, arrested development from the 80s? Yeah, no, so I'm not talking about that arrested development, but I'm talking about the ones, of course, from our, we're going to say, our psychology here. So what do I mean when we're talking about those? I'm going to say those one modalities, whatever cure-alls, and working with the arrested development. So, so I had a client. So before he actually became a, a SP forum coaching client, his therapist had told him and taught to him that all he needed to do was he needed to do some CBT, which many of you guys know is cognitive behavioral therapy. And some EMDR, right, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And so he trusted his health provider's advice. And so, you know, he paid whatever his co-pays for his sessions. I think it was over a period of a year, he said. And so out of pocket, he paid around uh, 6500 Okay. So then when he came and he started working with me, he was a, he was a little bit miffed. He was really upset. And he says, you know, after a, a year... Of just working those, those, those modalities or whatever that two modality that I was told that that would take care of everything. He says, I still feel stuck. I still feel that I'm. He says I'm on guard, whatever around people, especially if I feel like they're getting close. He says I, I find myself thinking about what if scenarios just over and over. He says, man, he says I still cry a lot. So he's like, I got you know these emotional fluctuations and things. He says, my quality of sleep is not good. And he says, the, the the big one, though, he says, is I still, he says, I feel guilt and shame for the things that happened to me. And when he came to me and I, and I, and I heard that, it's like my heart just sank a little bit, right? I mean, think about that. I mean, can you imagine feeling confused, feeling powerless, because you believed, you, you, you believe what you were told, okay? What you were told and what you were not told, that the single approach, this whatever single modality was going to resolve your development rested areas. Okay. So now here you are after therapy thinking that you failed, that you failed, right? Because you're dealing with those things that we talked about were arrested because now you realize that some of these challenges really have not been addressed. You know, so when this client came to me, one of the things that we actually used to help put, progress uh, him in some of the developmental arrested areas uh, for him, we actually used trauma massage therapy. And that simply was just another tool uh, that I was able to offer him because I'm licensed in it, I'm credentialed in it. And so we used it along with some coaching, right, to pretty much complement the other things that he had been using to, to work on. Now, here's just what I want to say. It's like, okay, why, why is he talking about arrested developmental stages and sexual abuse? The reason we're talking uh, about this is because if you're hearing today's podcast, and maybe you're having an aha moment, okay? And so when I read those things under the arrested developmental stages that have been arrested by the sexual abuse, and you're like, self-acceptance, man, that's me. I'm having a hard time with that. Or man, I'm still just having a hard time with this sense of identity or man, I just can't even, I still can't relax in my skin or, you know, the self-confidence or or the peace of mind. 
Well, hopefully now you're starting to realize that those are actual arrested developmental stages. In other words, those are stages when we're talking about, you know, growing up, if you want to say, in normal conditions and that as children, adolescents that we go through and we mature to being adults. But for us, because of the sexual abuse, many of those developmental stages are arrested. And so we're having problems with those areas because we never had a time to fully develop them because of the sexual abuse. And so maybe you're, you're realizing some of these things that I said, they're starting to resonate with you. Well, here's the first thing I want to say to you. First, I want you to feel something. I want you to feel normal. Okay. And what I mean is that so many of us as male survivors are, are dealing with these challenges. And so I want you to feel normal in the sense of that this is a part of our journey, our survivor's journey. So you are not alone. Now, however, as a coach, I never leave my, my clients and we never leave a session without some takeaway or action item, right? So if you've had an aha, oh, okay, maybe that's something you can take away. But for those that have an aha and then you're like, but wait a minute, what, what do I want to do about this? What's my action, action item? For those of you that are ready, this is what I, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about something. So I'm currently planning a survivor masterclass for this year. Okay. So it's going to be in person. Hopefully that's why I'm I'm asking the question uh, about that with the whole COVID. Okay. And so you've already know, and I've shared with you that this is year 20. I'm celebrating, you know, this is your life. Are you who you want to be? Whatever project. So the SP forum project for this year, and this is going to be part of it. Now, In this masterclass, there's going to be subjects like this. And so I'm pulling from, I'm going to say, my 20 years of doing this and throwing in some of the top things um, that we've talked about at and worked through at different coaching workshops. So trauma flow charting, uh, the six basic survivor needs, uh, conflict, the internal defensiveness, uh, the 10 messages of emotions, uh, confronting the abuser, uh, gender admiration, the five must to reclaim life, the emotional incest, um, creating effective change, um, shifting self-perceptions, uh, the five guilt and shame useful tools, and the four F's of defining your abuse. Those are just some of the things, you know, as I, like I said, I've got all these charts around the, the room with all the different things over the years and just trying to pull from, okay, you know, for what was something, you know, that was really beneficial that we could throw in there. So here's your action, if this applies to you. If you are interested in coming to the master class, like I said, I'm trying to set it up. What I want you to do is I want you to send me an email. And what I would like for you to do is to provide a list of the subjects or things that you believe are crucial to cover that will help you on your journey. Okay, so that's just like saying that, okay, we're going to set this masterclass, but, you know, uh, we're not going to just cover the agenda. The agenda is going to be made of some of the things that you believe and feel that, you know what, if I'm going, I just really need to cover this so I can progress and move forward. Okay, and the reason I want you to do that. So then when we do have the three day masterclass coaching, when we do get to schedule it, what I'm going to do, like I said, if you're coming, 
then I'm going to send you a redeemable code for a serious discount for the master class. Okay, so this is for those, that, like I said, if you're serious, you're like, wow, okay, this sounds like something I want to do this year. Then what I would like for you to do, send me an email with a list of subjects that you believe are crucial to cover that will help you on your journey. So, all right, so we're, we're personalize it. Okay. And so then if you do decide, okay, then I'm going to send you a redeemable code and give you a serious discount. Cause I, I want to reward you one for following the action. Okay. Remember our cues routine and rewards and uh, celebrating 20 years. Right. So we want to do what we can to, to get you here. All right, guys. Ooh, okay. Time always goes fast. That is our little podcast, of course, for today. All right, guys. So as usual, you know, as we close out, you know, and close out this week, actually for some, Hey, just remember safe place for men.com. Go up to the website. Um, feel free. Some of you guys have already taken the, the course on um, life changing habits, uh, which is, which is great. And you're saying that, you know, and that's just a basic piece. I have like a whole whatever course, but I just wanted to give you some pieces of it for, for the new year. If there's things that you're trying to work on and change, but maybe you're having some challenges, it's really important, I believe, to understand the neuroscience, right? And I think that makes it a little bit easier. So thank you for the reports, but, you know, go up there. There's different things. There's the safe tips uh, where you can get, you know, a tip weekly, whatever. I'm just trying to put more stuff up there for you to have as a resource. But remember, safe place for men. Remember, it's a place where you're loved, right? So I know that L-O-V word is a hard word, but it just simply means this, that the person on the end of this microphone that you're hearing right now cares for you. Okay, that's that's what that means. So use whatever word that you need to, but just realize that's what it means. And then just remember that you are not alone, that here is a safe place. All right, guys, until next week. <laughs>